ladies and gentlemen. This is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's healthcare advocate show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. J.P. Pauly. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. You can follow me on Facebook if you choose to. It's America's healthcare advocate or my name, Carrie, C-A-R-Y Hall. On Facebook, if you choose to do that. Also, our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. I want to shout out to our two newest affiliates, bringing us up to 152 stations. Our two newest affiliates, the first one is WNWF AM 1240 in Destin, Florida. Great place. My wife and I visited there some years ago. Love the seafood, love the beaches. Destin is absolutely gorgeous. We're happy to have them on. A welcome to our broadcast family. And WZGM AM 1350 in Asheville, North Carolina. Also very happy to have them on board uh, as part of our broadcast. So thanks to all of you in the listening audience and our good friends at Radio America, our syndicator, who uh, continue to grow this broadcast across the country. All right, today's show is going to be very interesting. This is something I've never done before. Um, I've got some personal involvement with this, which I'll explain here in a minute. We're going to be talking about your brain health. This is part of the ongoing series we do about your health, whether we're talking about brain health or whether we're talking about your heart or, you know, whatever the case may be. We do a number of these kinds of shows every year. So today's show um, is about your brain health. Now, as I said, I have some personal involvement. I had a brain tumor in 1985. I was very fortunate. They caught it, got it out, and um, I'm, I'm doing just fine. But the brain is something that we don't pay a lot of attention to. You know, we test everything. We do a physical, you know, we get a blood test. We do all these various things. We never test the brain. You kind of wonder about that, right? Because the brain controls everything we do. So I had the great good fortune of meeting some folks from California. They, their program is the P3 Brain Assessment Platform. They're joining me in studio today along with my partner, Steve Sanborn. And we're going to be talking to you about brain health. So we're going to start... Just by telling you about this technology, it's brand new. It is quite remarkable. Um, And we're going to talk about that in today's show. We're going to talk about concussions, student athletes, how many other being sent back to play when they shouldn't be. The number's about 40%, actually. We're going to talk about Alzheimer's. We're going to talk about depression, anxiety, um, all these different issues we're going to talk about today. We're going to tell you how this technology allows your physician, your neurologist, to have information to help diagnose the problem and talk about how that problem can be solved. So joining me in studio, as I said, Nick Petro and Andy Blah from P3. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Kerry. Pleasure to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. A little different weather than San Diego, huh, guys? (laughs) 
I tell you, uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. These can't wear the look... can't wear my uh, flops and uh, and board shorts <laughs> no, no, today. I, I don't That's think right. that'd be a good idea, here, right, Andy? <laughs> I think I think I, I yeah, I did a little bit different. Because you know what we say here in the Midwest: if you don't like the weather, stick around an hour; it'll change. So, <laughs> you know. and also joining me in the studio, is Steve Sanborn, who's a veteran of this show. That's right, and I'm glad to be here. Thanks. But glad to have you back. It's been a long time since we've done a show together. So, as I said, we're going to be talking about this technology today and what it does, um, and 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 how it can benefit you. Why is this something you need to know about? So that, that, that's, that's our topic today. And I'm going to start just by asking uh, Nick and Andy to basically tell us about the P3 brain assessment platform. Um, and, and all, we'll just talk about the categories of things that they can do. And then as we go through the broadcast, we'll kind of get into the weeds on how it all works. Gentlemen. Thank you very much, Kerry. Yeah, so the, the P3, the P3 Baseline platform was designed by fellows um, out of Boulder, Colorado. They had a 10-year study, and with this 10-year study, they went through FDA clearance, and they were allowed um, the opportunity to combine a traditional EEG, which has been around for decades, along with a P300, which is an evoked response. And we'll get into that a little bit about what that means, but they were able to take this technology and put it together we're able today to bring this to the public and do a brain scan on anybody ages eight and up in four minutes. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, we've met with some of the major hospitals here in the Kansas City area, KU, St. Luke's, we're even working with the YMCA and, and, and Blue KC, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City. And I've had an opportunity to sit in on these presentations, which have gone a couple of hours um, and listen to the, to, to the various research analysts, doctors, clinicians, um, ask questions about this technology. And, 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 and it is quite remarkable what it does, Nick. And it's, what, it's quite remarkable the results that come out of it. So let's talk about the categories. Let's start with, I mentioned in the opening monologue, concussion. Let's just start there. Student athletes, concussion, it's a big issue. Lots of emphasis on this in the NFL. Um, I think people are going to be a little, bit, a little bit surprised here when you tell them it's not football players who are at the greatest risk. Who is it? Well, we found that women's volleyball has more concussions than men's football, <clears throat> women's soccer, any sport that doesn't have protection for the head, we're finding oftentimes those stats are alarming. So 2.7 million concussions sustained by high school athletes in a year, and 40% of those kids are sent back to play when they shouldn't be? That is correct. And our technology actually gives objective brain scan data. And currently in the concussion world, there are subjective concussion protocols that currently exist that are a norm. And those are great to, to provide baseline information. Yeah, that's a great starting spot. Our uh, physicians that are sending our uh, student athletes back into the said sport traditionally are doing um, subjective and, and um, symptomatic approaches and protocols. And what our technology does, it adds that extra layer of protection. And often um, what we found in our studies, we can do brain scans side by side we can do a, a brain scan, an objective brain scan, and get the data, the brain voltage, the brain power, and the physical reaction time. We can put that all in a concise four-minute report. What that allows us to do is to provide information on where the brain is today. If somebody does get in a concussed state, and a concussion could be a variance of, of uh, different impacts, if you will, we can compare the data side by side and say, is my son or daughter 
are they ready to go back into that said sport? Well, we're finding that the current concussion protocols are clearing our student athletes about 40% of the time with an impaired P300. So Andy, how accurate is the testing? And then a, a, a follow up to that, what happens if they go back, as Nick just said, and they start playing and they're, they're impaired? Yeah, I know that's a great question. And the manufacturers of when they did this, they did a side-by-side comparison. So the current standard being like impact. And when we did tests, 100% of their self-diagnosed people with concussions all had an impaired P300. And that was 100% of the time. Then we also did a return to play. So they were cleared by those other measures and those other standards. And 40% of those had an impaired P300. And why is a P300 so relevant? Because it measures brain speed, brain voltage, how powerful your brain is. Also physical reaction time, uh, brain wave ratios. And so these things are very important when you're playing a sport and you're having to have quick reaction times, you're having to make quick decisions. And getting those second and third concussions, your chances of that are dramatically higher when you're pr- playing with an impaired brain. So the P3 technology, Andy, basically, before we go to break here, is a measurement system that allows the physician to see this is how they, this is how they performed when we did the tests, and this is actual scientific data. This is not a subjective. This isn't some kid sitting there and going, filling out an impact report and kind of fudging the report a little bit because he wants to get back in and play. Right. It's a little different deal, right? Right. No, it brings objective scientific-based data that's actually been around for decades, and we can rely on all kinds of studies, all kinds of information and correlation that's been there. But that brings it in a fast, affordable, portable, relevant way to these physicians to make informed decisions about our kids, our players, and our families. And, and that's critical if we're going to cut down on the number of these kids being sent back out to play, sustaining second concussions and third concussions that basically prevent them from doing anything like that in terms of sports in the ongoing future. Am I correct? Yeah, I always like to say this is going to make their careers longer because now they're returning to play quickly. And that that's what we're going to talk about. So when we come back from the break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get in the weeds a little bit. We're going to talk about the actual technology and how it works. And then in the third segment, we're going to go into some of the other areas that I mentioned, like Alzheimer's and depression, some of the others. So stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you want to tell somebody about this show, maybe it's your sports club, uh, maybe maybe you're a doctor, uh, maybe you work in a clinic, whatever the case may be, you can go up to the website. The podcasts are all up there. You'll see this information there uh, if you want to tell somebody about it so they can listen to it. Again, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. J.P. Pauly. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this discussion in this segment uh, regarding the P3 platform and how it works and our partnership, Steve Sanborn and mine, Midwest Brain Health Technology. So, 
If you want information on this, you want to learn more about it, go to the website, brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. We've got a ton of information up there if you're interested in this. Hey, maybe you're part of a 5,000-member soccer club, or maybe you're, uh, you know, you're, you're involved in, in, a, in a series of clinics, or maybe you're a doctor or a nurse, or whatever the case may be, if you have any interest in this at all. We're going to talk more about some of the other applications, but on the concussion side, if any of this is of interest to you, go to that website, brainhealthscan.com. A lot of information up there. You can reach out to us. We'll be happy to get together with you and uh, explain more about how all of this works. All right, so let's go back to this a little bit, Andy. Um, so, we, we, you know, we understand now that we've got about 40% of these kids going back. We've, we've got this amazing technology that has been developed that now allows us to have scientific data that says uh, they're not ready to go back yet. Okay, so how, how do they determine when they're ready to go back? How does this technology say, okay, you know what, and I've seen, you know, the color pictures that we have of the brain. It's really quite remarkable how this all works. Um, how, how do we determine when they're capable of going back and, and what the risk is at that point, Andy? Yeah, and we always like to say we're here to help the physician, we're here to help the trainer, we're here to help the coach and give them relevant data so that they can make a more informed decision because no machine can actually make a diagnosis that's a doctor. But this gives them such great information and a report. And really, the report is what's really remarkable because it takes a tremendous amount of data and condenses it into a form that's easy to understand, that a one-page, um, like you said, color chart you know, when you go on the website, you'll be able to see what a report looks like, how it's used. We have reference ranges. But really, once you have a baseline brain scan, and that's really what we're preaching because every brain's different, right? Every brain's like a thumbprint where you want to know what your brain looks like. And without getting a scan, you have no idea what your voltage is, what your brain speed, your, your, your brain reaction time, your brain ratios. So that really gives us tremendous information. So, Steve, you know, you, you've got five, six, seven children. Give me a number. Six kids. Okay, there we go. I know it's somewhere around there. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> so you, you, and your kids play sports and are involved. So, you know, as a parent, when you look at this, um, if you went in and did a baseline scan so you knew this is what my kid looks like when he's normal, okay, right. and then something <clears throat> happens, how, how does that, how to, because obviously, you know, we've done a lot of presentations as you've got all the data, you know how this all works. How, how does that make a parent feel so that they have some sense of security that what they're making, the decision they're making is the right decision? Well, security is the right word. You know, I, I had a son who was recently, he took an impact on the side while he was on the sidelines. Um, so now we have the capacity to see if that had any effect on his brain in the form of concussion. Right. So, I mean, the so all right, so so we're able to see the impact, and you're not waiting for the kid to tell you, um, oh, here I'm going to fill out an impact report, and I'm going to fudge the report over here, and maybe I'm not going to think about this or whatever. This gives you a snapshot, right, right, in an affordable way. So the idea of the baseline is to establish the health of the child right there and then, um, before anything happens. That's what I loved about this. The opportunity is to take your child in, and what I keep saying to people is, it's best to know. You know, there's no mystery in a broken leg. When you have a cast on, you know the kid can't go back on <laughs> the you. field. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or he's going to limp a lot, one or the other. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, this gives you a clear Polaroid, so to speak, of where your child's brain health is at the moment. So, so Nick, talk a little bit about the, about the school in Orange County, California, 
and how you guys went in um, and did did scans on the athletes and and what came out of that and how did how did that all at the end of the day what did that school decide to do? Yeah, so it was a school in Southern California, J. Sarah High School, and and we uh, good friends of the athletic director there, and he invited us to come in and do a scanning event. So we deployed all of our machines there, which are portable. They come in a a carrying bag, and we set up at just in in various rooms and. We had about 120 athletes come through in that day in, in various times, and we were able to scan most of them in under 15 minutes in, in, in totality. What we were able to conclude from that was not only did we provide baselines for all those football players, and now we have relevant data and objective scans on top of the current concussion protocols that exist, but two, the school, they, the administration looked at this because of all the mental health indicators that are derived on that same report that they can now scan the entire student body. So now we went from 120 scans to now scanning the entire school of about 1,200. And so, and I think that's the bigger story here, Carrie, is that this technology isn't just for concussions and for athletes, but what it does provide are a slew of additional mental health indicators that are so prevalent amongst all of our student athletes. And so if we're able to scan every student in the beginning of the school year prior to the, and the you know, and they're physical. You've got a baseline. You've got a baseline. And there's mental health indicators in there as well. We can actually do preventative care for every one of our students on a yearly basis. And you know what's interesting about this is you see these stories about the student athletes. I think there was one in Maryland last year that was University of Maryland who dropped dead on the field, football player. Um, you, you see the lawsuits. You see the wrongful death suits. You see the, 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 the tragedy of it all. This is a simple process takes four minutes to run the test. It's accurate, 100% accurate. And it, as you said, it, it, and it's, you, you have a baseline. Now Now you know this is what my kid looks like when he's healthy. Oh, and he just got knocked over on the sidelines. What, we're going we're gonna to go back now 24 hours later and get a second test, and we're going to see if that child is capable of going back to play or we're going to have to do something different. Yes? That's accurate, Carrie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this tool is invaluable from the standpoint of A, the child's health, which is the most important thing. B, um, if I'm a school administrator or I'm a soccer club uh, uh, administrator or I'm a trainer or I'm any of these things, wouldn't I want to know this so that I'm, number one, the most important thing I'm doing is I'm doing the right thing by the student athlete. Number two, we're not setting ourselves up for some giant lawsuit, wrongful death issue, or ongoing problem because some kid goes out there and plays and has the second and third concussion and is mentally impaired maybe for the rest of his life. Absolutely, and, and that is the bigger story. And that's, if we truly care about the, the longevity of our, of our athletes on and off the field, this tool gives us novel information in a, a quick amount of time that's extremely affordable. And we're, we're trying to say, why can't we make this a part of every student athlete's yearly uh, plan? And that's what we're trying to do, folks. Uh, so, you know, I don't care if you're listening to me in North Carolina, you're listening to me in San Diego, California, or, 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 or whether it's uh, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, wherever you are listening to this broadcast, we can bring this to you any place you are. If you want to learn about it, you understand what it is, go to the website, brainhealthscan.com, brainhealthscan.com. When I come back from the break, we're going to talk about Alzheimer's and some of the other issues and how this program and this technology works. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Remember, I told you, this show is posted up there under the podcast. You'll see it. Okay, if you want to tell somebody about it, have somebody listen to it, a clinician, maybe, you know, you're you're a coach in a soccer club or a volleyball club, whatever the case may be, that information is up there on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, J.P. Pauley, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue uh, this conversation with our guests in studio today, Andy Blah, Nick Petro, and Steve Sanborn, my partner here in Midwest Brain Health Technologies. Don't let the Midwest part surprise you. Um, we can take this anywhere in the country and sit down and talk to any group, club, doctor, hospital, whatever, that wants to talk about this technology. And believe me, it is a one-of-a-kind thing, people. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't know this worked um, and had and had watched these guys put this program in place and talk to some very bright people, which we'll talk about in this segment, who were questioning everything we do, and we had clinical data to back it up. The website brainhealthscan.com brainhealthscan.com take a couple minutes go look at it if you want to know more we'll be happy to chat with you all right so we've talked about all the young people now we're going to talk about my category <laughs> the the chronologically challenged no i don't have alzheimer's at least that i know of i think i still know who i am and where i'm at so having said that let's th- this this is interesting because it really was not developed initially for concussions, which I learned the other day when we were sitting in with the University of Kansas Hospital and we had a two-hour meeting with all these doctors and clinicians and research analysts. And it was really quite something amazing to watch you guys, how you handled yourselves and what we did in there. But I learned listening to you guys that this wasn't why it was developed for concussions. That turned out to be a side benefit. So let's talk about the Alzheimer's side of this thing. As we know, Dr. Burns and KU, very involved in Alzheimer's. um, And we've had the uh, global uh, Alzheimer's platform folks on this show, did a whole year of broadcasts with them, as well as Dr. Burns. So Andy, let's talk about the Alzheimer's thing and how does this, how does this help screen for Alzheimer's and, and for people to find out whether or not they're, they're at risk for Alzheimer's. Andy? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, you know, segueing from the concussion into the mental health, so they're so integral, integral and connected, right? So they go hand in hand. And so part of this platform not only measures your brain voltage, brain speed, those sort of things, but also it takes a look at your brain waves. So we've got the delta, the theta, the alpha, the beta. And so these brain ratios are extremely key in understanding ADHD, depression, anxiety, as well as Alzheimer's and a host of other um, things that can affect our brain. And the cool part is that um, the creator of the pulse oximeter, he is the one who created this algorithm for this platform. And so that's that pulse oximeter, that's a life or death situation, right? So he takes this very seriously in creating this data so that we can better understand these indicators that can provide early um, information, which is when you want to find, especially if Alzheimer's. risk. Yeah, because the, the techniques and the, and the drugs and the different things that we can do for Alzheimer's have a way more exponential effect if you can catch it early than later. Yeah, and there is no cure for Alzheimer's right now. I did a whole year worth of shows on this topic, and there is no cure for Alzheimer's. They're still hoping to find a cure and find a medication that stops it, slows it down, whatever the case may be. So early detection is huge in terms of this issue. Um, and, and, and this allows the neurologist as we, as I sat through that 
two-hour presentation in front of the University of Kansas uh, with you guys yesterday. Um, th- this gives them – we're not making diagnosis. That's not what this does. What it does, Andy, is it provides information, yes? Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. We put the power <laughs> in the doctor's hands, right, because they're the ones who are ultimately making the call. But we can now give – better data to them in a fast, quick way, as well as to a broad range of doctors. This isn't just beholden to a specialist in a certain area, although it's, as you can tell from the presentation, how robust this is for the neurologists and the, and the, and the people that are extremely educated. So, so to that point, okay, one of the most interesting parts of that presentation yesterday was when you got into the reports. Now, there's what I call the pedestrian port report, which is for people like me, okay, which is the one page shows you a snapshot and here's where you're at. But talk about how many different reports did you scroll through yesterday, all these different measurements that you guys do with this equipment, and it spits out all of these reports and does it in a clear way and a simple way for the clinician to understand what's going on. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, the reporting is, it's amazing. And that's really the second half to this, right? We can collect this data in an extremely fast way, but then it has a tremendous amount of information for those people that can take it to the next level, right? So we, that can look at coherence models and Z-scores and table values and, and 3D modeling, and you can manipulate it and do all these things that, Honestly, I don't even understand how that works. I'm not a neurologist, but when a neurologist gets to see this and they can see what, um, how easy it is instead of just these hundreds and hundreds of lines and pages that they have to make correlations with if they want to do it in a hospital setting. But now it gives them in a format that they can really utilize in everyday life, right? So we're bringing this to the masses. This isn't just for a small group of people. This is No, and what was great about it, and a lot of the questions we got was, can you do it in this format, and can you do it in this format? And and the answers from you guys each time was yes. And we're talking about some people here who are some of the best research doctors in the country running these trials, running these tests, doing all this research, and you were able to answer all those questions yesterday and talk about putting this in to formats that they could integrate it in their research, integrate it in their analytics. It was quite remarkable to watch all of this. I'm going to switch gears real quick while we still got time in this segment. ADHD. So many of these kids are misdiagnosed with ADHD, and the first thing they do is they put them on drugs, okay? And, you know, I think we're starting to see some of the detrimental effects of putting these kids on these drugs over long periods of time. Talk about the ADHD portion of this and how well that works. Yeah, and what's nice is, so we have what's called the eyes closed P300. So that's event-related potential where you're sending in sounds to the brain and it's reacting to we have eyes wide open EEG. And so when you correlate those two, the accuracy of especially ADHD is off the chart. It's extremely accurate in understanding that. You're understanding these brain ratios, right? So you've got um, these theta-beta ratios that it's measuring, and it gives the physician, psychologists, doctors, a tremendous amount of information when they're trying to understand what's going on with our children. Yeah. And, and again, as I said, you know, I remember doing shows a number of years ago um, uh, with, with uh, Dr. Railsback, uh, an, an ophthalmologist, talking about how kids were misdiagnosed with ADHD when what they really had was a vision problem and they couldn't yeah. see the blackboard or they couldn't read the material. Yeah. And, they, and they did a, a vision test, got them some different glasses, and all of a sudden the kid was a genius. Yeah. So this is oftentimes misdiagnosed. And the schools a lot of times pressure the parents to put these kids on these medications um, so they can control them, so that they behave differently, when in actuality they may not have that issue at all, right? Yeah, and it's just understanding, too, what 
these different therapies are doing. How do we measure them, right? So we have a baseline. Now we do these different therapies, whether it's drugs, whether it's talk therapy, these different modalities. And then we scan them again to see, hey, did this improve? And maybe you can wean them off the drugs if they need to be on there. Maybe you can do change up the protocol because that's not working. But you, you, now we can measure that, though. I mean, yeah, that's, and it's that's, not, again, as, as Nick said earlier, it's not subjective. Yeah. Okay. This is sci- I've seen these reports. This is scientific data. This isn't what I think it is. This is it is what it is. Okay. When you're measuring all these different things and all those reports that I saw you roll through yesterday, and there must have been twenty of the things. Um, yeah. I mean, the research clinicians and the doctors loved it. I had no idea what you were even talking about half the time, <laughs> but that's it, as it should be. But having said that, I mean, it, they were able to really get in the weeds on this, and and they got extremely engaged. I mean, it was quite remarkable to watch that whole process with these people who are PhDs and, and doctorates and, and the whole nine yards doing cutting-edge research on Alzheimer's. And, and, and also, they talked about concussions and some of the other things. So, to me, I think this is just it, – it's quite remarkable. Yeah, I mean, having a platform that can be used for a coach and a research neurologist, I mean – You've got both gamuts. And we were talking to some of the most elite research people. In the country. Yeah. And they were able to see the use and the benefit of this. But then, you know, you go to a coach and we can take this one-page report and, and show them or, or your general practitioner. And now they've got real data to make good, better decisions on, you know, sending people back to play. By the way, if you are a hospital uh, administrator, CFO, a clinician, whatever the case may be, there are 50 different CMS codes that you can bill back this particular test protocol on. So this is in addition to the fact that it is an amazing technology, it is also a revenue source for the hospitals and for the clinicians uh, that allows them to cover the cost of this uh, and, and make sense out of it. So I urge you to go to the website, brainhealthscan.com. Just go up and look. You're going to be surprised, all right? And if you're intrigued with what you see, then reach out to us. We'll come see you. We'll bring the kits with you. We'll show you how it works. We'll do the whole enchilada, and you'll see it all. So once again, the website, brainhealthscan.com. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after the break. We'll wrap it up in the last segment. We're going to talk about PTSD and some of the other issues. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. The show is posted up there. If you want to tell somebody about it, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, J.P. Pauly, in studio with me today are the folks from the P3 Brain Scan platform, uh, Nick Petro and Andy Blah, and my partner in the Midwest Brain Health Technology um, uh, Stephen Sanborn. If you want to know more, go to the website brainhealthscan.com. Brainhealthscan.com. I don't care if you're a clinician, a soccer club coach, uh, you're you know wh- whoever you may be, wherever you're listening to this broadcast. If you want to learn about this for Alzheimer's, for concussions, we're going to talk about PTSD in this segment. Um, we just talked about ADHD. This is extremely affordable. You're going to be surprised, all right? It's extremely affordable, and it is extremely accurate, and we can demonstrate all that with scientific results. Website, brainhealthscan.com. 
BrainHealthScan.com, BrainHealthScan.com. All right, uh, something happened yesterday that I was fascinating when we were doing these presentations at KU. One of the doctors, who is a research analyst working on Alzheimer's, said to you, Andy, gee, if we implement this program, we could eliminate doing a whole bunch of other tests that don't necessarily tell us what we need to know. I was like, holy cow, you know? And I had not thought of that, but he was absolutely correct. So that leads me to ask you, this this program versus an MRI, what, what's the difference here? And, and we're not saying one's not necessary. We're saying there's a difference in how they work and what they do. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I know, and it's important because traditionally EEG is used for sleep studies, right? Yep, um, had one. Right, and and so it's... And then an MRI, what an MRI does, it takes a look at the physical element of your brain, right? It's, it's a beautiful picture of what your brain looks like. If you have a chunk missing, it's a great image for that, right? You could have a beautiful brain and a messed up electrical system. And what we are looking at is the electrical system. And so when physicians hear about how we're applying this technology, that's not really been applied in this manner um, in, on a mass scale, right? The researchers understand and, and, and how they're utilizing it, but the electrical system is so important and the ratios, your brain wave ratios, your brain is an electrical system. We want to know what those ratios are, right? So we've got these alpha waves and, and, you know, beta, theta, delta, and these different ways. And that's with depression, anxiety, right? How many people are affected by that? How many people are put on drugs for that? Now we can understand those ratios and how um, these early indicators are not even early. These, these current indicators of these ratios, are you in the correct brainwave ratios above or below? And if you're above or below, there's things that also can be done to fix that, which brings a lot of hope as well. It, it, it does, and it's critically important. I want to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to me because I'm a vet, um, and this PTSD thing is a huge issue right now. Um, you know, I was visiting a friend of mine up in Northern California about a month ago, and for the first time in all the years I've known him, he started talking about Vietnam, and it was amazing that he even opened up about it. We'd both been there at exactly the same time, and he had PTSD, and he's gone, and this is 30 years later, 40 years later when he served. He was 20 when he went over, and I was 19, and this guy had some harrowing experiences. Talk a little bit about PTSD and how vets uh, and how this, you see these guys coming back from Afghanistan. You guys talked about some of the Navy SEALs you've worked with who've done six and seven tours. Talk about this whole, how this, how this works with PTSD, Nick. Sure. Yeah. And, and the, the manufacturers of, uh, Wavi, the manufacturers of the platform came out to San Diego and we did a special with ABC, uh, channel 10 and they introduced an, our new, uh, brain scan technology in hopes to help our troops with PTSD. And our aim is to scan every uh, every one of our, our, our everybody when they're going into boot camp to get a quick baseline brain scan if somebody's deployed to do another scan and we can compare the data side by side not only can we get those mental health indicators but then we can start helping our veterans in, in a way that we've never been able to help them before yeah, and, and and some of the injuries these guys sustain the head injuries they sustain from 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 the roadside bombs to the all to the you know all all of this stuff that they have to deal with in addition to being in combat and, and the stress and all the rest of it so this gives again an accurate reading that lets a clinician say there's a problem here absolutely 100 percent. yeah and it's not it's again i, I keep repeating this it's not subjective this is scientific data that there are 20 reports you can look at this and you can measure 
you know, as many different things as you want to measure. Um, and it's clear indicated there's a problem here. And what are we doing to fix it? We come back and find out, is this working or it's not working, right? Absolutely. <clears throat> and again, this allows the clinicians that are currently treating our veteran community with novel uh, information, right? If we do, if we conduct a brain scan on uh, each one of our veterans, right? And we can then measure, say, where is your brain voltage? Where is your reaction time? Is there a cognitive decline because of your experience while you were fighting and serving our country overseas. And I think if we're doing a disservice by not allowing this technology to be in the hands of every one of our veteran communities, the VA hospitals, and every clinician that is treating each one of our veterans. My father, as Carrie, you, you and I spoke about. He was in Da Nang. He was in Da Nang. Yeah. That's right. He served, he yeah. served in Vietnam as well yeah. in, the, in the Air Force. And yeah. I believe you're in the Air Force yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and so that's near and dear to my heart coming from a military family as well. And, and that's one of our missions in P3 and our partnership with you guys is that we can now introduce this technology in a way that it, it, we can introduce it to the public, especially around our veteran community and, and truly help our veterans get the, get the help that they need. And we can introduce it, again, the, the medications and the protocols that currently exist, but this allows our clinicians well, to it, make it, better informed decisions. And, and an and accurate measurement of, is this working? You know, it, you know the suicide rate is horrific. Okay. You know, I forget, I saw an article the other day, how many veterans are committing suicide every, this is horrific. In the parking lines. Yeah. I mean, the it, VA hospital. Yeah. It's, it's waiting in line to get the treatment that they yeah. so desperately deserve and need. Yeah. All right, folks, um, that wraps it up for today. But I, I you know, I'm going to take a moment here and, and I'm going to urge you, I've talked about how this works for concussions. I've talked about how it works for Alzheimer's. I've talked about mental health. We've talked about ADHD. We've talked about PTSD. Take a moment, go to the website, educate yourself, learn. If you're connected in any way, I don't care if you're an American Legion post, a VFW post, um, maybe, you're, maybe you work at the VA, okay, whatever the case may be, and you want to take a look at this, go up and look at it. We've got clinical scientific data that shows this work. If you're a soccer club coach, uh, if you're a clinician, if, you're, if you run a clinic, um, whatever the case may be, this information is up there and it's available to you, brainhealthscan.com brainhealthscan.com. That's the website. All the information is there. Go to the website and learn what we can do for you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to close out the show. I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. 